Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by... No? Is that, yeah, is no, that no, you are Andy Wood. You've always oh, been wait. Andy Wood. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. we're all good. Yeah. We're all good. I'm Matt Kirshen as well. I'm co-hosting yeah. the show. Uh, this is our weekly look at the world of science, uh, the week of science news with... We've we got a stacked table. I don't know if stacked's the right word, but we've got a table full of people and microphones. Uh, I think I am Andy Wood, and I think this table is stacked. Yeah, yeah two, it's, I was just checking things. the stacked was the right kind of word. Should we just introduce our guests? Because we've got a lot of people. We've got five uh, people. Mr. Glenn Wool sat opposite me. Hello. I didn't know you were coming right to me. I was taking a nice sip of beer. <laughs> I thought ladies yeah, uh, first, but uh, no, apparently not. Works. Well, I thought I'd introduce Glenn first, uh, and then the, the Smith twins. Right. We've got Olga and Carol. <laughs> you guys used to help Tintin, right? Olga <laughs> yeah. Smith and Carol Smith. Uh, Carol also go known as Lady Carol, yeah. very fine cabaret and yes. singer and funny talker. They're all words. Yes. They are, they're, all things, they're all things that apply to you. Olga Smith, friend of the show. Friend of the show. That's what I am. Returning yeah. guest. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know you were going to be here. You just dropped in and we're like... I'm very excited about what we're discussing this week. You are. You've got it's, no it's idea. It's very close to my heart. <laughs> so I, I had to chop her in to do this. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But, you know, one of the goals of this podcast is to turn this into uh, like a Mr. Rogers type thing where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a cast of neighborhood characters who might stop. Like, maybe you're like Mr. McFeely <laughs> with a speedy delivery for us. There like, was somebody uh, named that? In there's me. no way. That, that's a fake name. Is that <laughs> a real name? watched Mr. Rogers? There was a guy named Mr. McFeely? The, the mailman, Mr. McFeely, speedy no. delivery. Yeah, that God had, damn That had way. to be a sick joke in the writer's room. Oh, huh? my God. Yeah, well, yeah. You, I'm you just waiting for that scandal to come out. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe this. I don't believe you don't. I, I mean, I get that it's a funny name, but you don't remember Mr. McFeely. I, I, I remember that there were characters on the show. Yeah. I have very little memory of Mr. First name Rogers, Touchy. Yeah. He yeah. was a mustachioed, yeah. bespectacled mailman. Did Mr. Rogers a lot wink of every time he said he was coming over? <laughs> Now you're making me question myself. Okay, yeah, Mr. McFeely. Yep. Yeah, does anybody else remember Mr. McFeely? <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you ever heard of anybody else remember This could just Mr. be a personal McFeely. memory of yours, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they had a different version of Mr. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he was the reverend right. on, on, uh, on Mr. Rogers. You remember Mr. Rogers, the live-action play that happened in my room every week? <laughs> <laughs> he was getting some kind of. He was of very like, avant garde. <laughs> Hands on. Yeah. Lights off. <laughs> I was getting the Be Kind Rewind sweeted version of Mr. Rogers that the uh, local video store employees were just acting out and giving to us, I guess. <laughs> Nobody, no, no fans of Be Kind Rewind here. All right, fair enough. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Not, I a great, not a great movie. Not even a. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was movie. good, uh, especially the end where uh, the, uh, the where it everyone... ended and the movie was over. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, the thank yeah. God moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life of pie. That's how I knew there was a God. <laughs> Be kind, rewind ended. I just watched that, and although it was pretty amazing to watch, I, I, I don't follow how that any of that is supposed to prove anything. Mystical, or even be that. I didn't even think it proved the existence of tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were the meerkats about? What's that a metaphor for? I don't know what the uh, the living island. And none the of it was a metaphor, my man. 
all of it happened. That oh, was a travel oh, log. Oh, okay. That was like an Anthony Bourdain, or that was like a... Uh, That's right, man. They cut the recipes out at the grills. last moment <laughs> <laughs> and just made it like a movie. But no, it was, yeah. It was found, found 3D footage. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on camera phones. Yeah, yeah, like two put, camera phones next to each other. Yeah, why did they put those in the survival pack? <laughs> More water, I'd say. Uh, so, Glenn and Carrot, what, we always ask our guests this. What, if any, is your background in science? <laughs> uh, I was chemically dependent for many a year. <laughs> Yeah, you you owe a lot to scientific technology. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my moods have been scientifically altered for quite some time. Uh, I used to do class, the, yeah, in the science lab and sniff the Bunsen burners when I was a kid. That's pretty much it. What do you got to sniffing at Bunsen? I don't even know. Nothing. That's how bad science yeah. was at school in Ireland. <laughs> World's worst drug addict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been sniffing these Bunsen burners all day. You gotta grind them up. That's the hard part of it. And that takes hours. Hours. Before Counting. long, you're licking early Meyer flasks. Yeah. And My hours. drug use is very labor intensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, no, 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 so none of it took. You didn't have the science bug. Nothing in, in the class ever captured your imagination, either of you. No, no. Yeah, was there wasn't always, a teacher uh, who was who was willing to give you a shot when the rest thought you were a lost Mr. cause. Mr. McFeely kept, <laughs> kept me back a lot. Of, you know. Yeah, he used to have me sniffing a lot of Bunsen. Now that I think of it, that wasn't a Bunsen. Wait a minute. Oh, that would just uh, push back. It put it in front of me. Well, you know what? I think this is as good a time as any to transition into uh, the sweet science. Mm-hmm. Augie, mm-hmm. you got a wow. story for us. Well done, Andy Thank Wood. You. I knew I'd find uh, a way. Last night, I had a, a fabulous experience. I went to the Pantages Theater with the wife, and we took in Mr. Mike Tyson doing his one-man performance. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, And first of all, uh, I've not seen this many celebrities in Los Angeles ever. Uh, was this a one-off, by the way, like a one-night thing, or is he doing? He a was run? in town for three nights, and this was the last night. And uh, man, apparently uh, Mike can't follow cues because they still didn't have it down. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you how you can't choreograph a one-man show very well, but he seemed to have a hard time matching up the pictures that were behind him with what he was talking about. But uh, we had uh, Vander Holyfield, uh, Ray Leonard was in the front row, Sugar. Jeremy Piven. Was Sh- there? Uh, Sugar Jeremy Piven. Sugar Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> and Sugar Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah. The Sugar Weasel. <laughs> oh, that's the worst way if to get diabetes. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> they only removed his foot because he was such an asshole. <laughs> Major amputation, buddy. Uh- uh, so what, what kind of what kind of topics were discussed? Well, okay. Now, uh, there was a lot of stuff that you want to hear Mike Tyson certainly talk about. Yeah. Uh, he spent about 30 minutes on beating up Mitch Blood Green, which I don't <laughs> think anybody really cared that much about. Yeah, oh, the shocking And remember that defeat. small thing of the rape? The <laughs> rape conviction? Yeah, that was about three minutes. There was about three minutes of, I can say, I didn't rape that girl. 
And then people applauded. And I, and I, are you, are you people insane? A convicted rapist said he didn't do it. He's not Hurricane Carter, man. Okay. He's just told you that he spent his youth knocking out people and stealing their money. He told you 40 other stories of being fucked up and kicking the shit out of some innocent human being. Oh, but he tells you he didn't rape that girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Get on our feet maybe. for this great man well, maybe. with the tribal tattoo on his face. We'd follow you to hell, you magnificent son of a bitch. Maybe they were applauding because they knew he had it in him. But that night, he didn't yeah, right. rape that girl. That night. Hey, way to go, Mike. Well, here's what I think. Apparently, this uh, Desiree Washington, she's accused quite a few people there. And if you look around the crowd... There might have been a few hundred people there that had been accused of rape by Desiree Washington. So they were probably happy that somebody support finally group said it. Of, uh, yeah, that's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, everyone got up and told their Desiree Washington story. Now, refresh. And, and their Mitch Bud Green story. Oh, everybody's got one <laughs> of those. Two, are these two traveling together? How is this? Mitch Blood Green, and so his, his nickname is Blood. Was that before or after? No, his nickname loss? was Mitch. That was the weird <laughs> okay. part about the whole story. <laughs> he thought Blood Green was a bad boxer name. <laughs> but he was a big fan of the Detroit Wheels. So. Oh, wow. That is, that is good stuff. He was 6'5". Jesus, that was a big guy. Mitch Blood Green? Yeah. Yeah, he was a big guy, and uh, Mike's not a big guy, you know, and no. he's, he's obviously very wide and tough. Uh, but he got the best of it. He got the best of Blood Green. Yeah, he won. Was there any character work? That, were there costume changes in this show? Uh, he, was, he, was, he, he opened, and I swear to God, there's no intermission. He opens on him sitting on a stool wait, wait. <laughs> with just one spotlight and then he goes on his silhouette for a moment, and then the lights come up, and there's playing an old Nat King Cole song. <laughs> Can I? Does he go? Oh, hello! I didn't see you there. <laughs> he like tears run. Yeah, no, like, he actually t- he actually welcomes people to his living room. Oh, is the way we start. Oh, okay. Like, what a cr- safe place, Mike. <laughs> I was a little bit afraid by the characters that had come to see you, <laughs> but now that I know I'm in your house, well, I guess I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. Does he then go like oh, a lot of crazy characters when I was growing up, and then just do all of them? <laughs> They all have this guy in the neighborhood, but they all have the same voice. They all just it's, had his voice. It's all just, or it's all just like Puerto Rican, like street characters. It's all he it's can do. All he can do is gay Puerto Rican <laughs> transvestite hustler. It's all up, he can do. He grew up in a gay Puerto Rican neighborhood, and that's who taught Which him to are the toughest of the Brooklyn neighborhoods. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Did he discuss the motivation behind the tattoo at all? He did. He said originally he was going to get a bunch of hearts on his face. And then uh, I believe I'm quoting when I say, what am I, some sort of fucking Casanova? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I said, no, no, you aren't. So he made the, the better decision of the tribal, the tribal tattoo. On that's, the face. But Evander Holyfield was there, and he showed a picture of him biting Evander Holyfield's uh, ear. Evander Holyfield stood up, and then Mike apologized. But then Mike went on to say, oh, but you did headbutt me a bunch of times. Oh. Did Evander remember the incident? <laughs> what? Sorry, Evander, F- face the stage. Sorry, what? I'm, I'm piddling. Hold on. Well, it was lucky that he was there because he was actually working the concession stand. So <laughs> oh, yeah. He called yeah, him they in. got him out from, from behind the popcorn <laughs> machine. Evander, Mike wants to say something. <laughs> 
Get your no, no, get your hand out of there. Scoop it with the bag, Evander. <laughs> no, no, that's for the paying customer. Oh, stop having now. children, Evander. Stop yeah. having children for a second. You're in a show. <laughs> that dude is trying to repopulate the earth. Evander Holyfield at last, I think it was nine kids. Well, how many does George Foreman have at this point? I don't know. They're all named George. The, I know. <laughs> Every single one of his kids. <laughs> they are. Yeah, no, I know, including, including yeah, the daughters. Yeah, yeah. Screaming yeah, Jay Hawkins. Right. How many kids do you think he has? Uh, what's our over-under on Screaming Jay Hawkins' kids? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over-under 13. I'm going to bid zero in case he's gone bust. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is 1301. Oh, hell, let's shoot for that. That's 20. How about 20 kids? I don't know. 76 proven cases. Whoa. <laughs> That's no. <laughs> 76 no way. Proven cases. Come on, screaming Jay. <laughs> uh, and they figure there's a bunch more out there of parents that just didn't wear mothers that went. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a clip of Screaming Jay Hawkins, but he has a... He was amazing. He was a showman. Yeah, yeah he, he wears a bone the black through his Vincent nose, Price. Yeah. and he gets out of... I know what he doesn't button. wear. <laughs> <laughs> I can name you one thing. Uh, if you divide all the royalties... Yeah. For, He's I worn out a, a few welcomes. <laughs> <laughs> How, how far divide? Yeah, divide the royalties for I put a spell on you by seventy six. What are each of those kids getting? <laughs> they get a copy of it, right? Yeah. yeah, they actually owe money for the production. Of it. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <coughs> well, uh, speaking of um, of, uh, of of indiscriminately um, procreating boxers and entertainers. Um, Whale penises, you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have the power to do a segue. Should we get into a science story, though? This is a good one, I feel like. Yeah. Let, let, like this? this is one that Matt found, uh, so I can't be held responsible for it. I was just searching whale penis. Yeah. I was just Googling whale sure. penis, and then this came up. I thought, oh, it could be good for the show. This story could be... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> once, once I was finished, I, uh, thought I better get down to the podcast. Okay, um, let's just do a hypothetical. Let's say you are the bowhead whale. You're the second biggest whale after the blue whale. And you exist in a lot of cold waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your body is designed to, to, make, to, re- to retain as much heat as possible. You're chubbier than most whales. You're not elongated so that your ratio of love... Have I yet been impregnated by screaming Jay? <laughs> as far as we know, <laughs> no. That could actually warm you up having, having a little baby bowhead whale inside you. But uh, So you're chubby. You're kind of round, rotund, so as to lose minimal heat. Uh, but let's say you're migrating, you get too hot. How do you cool yourself off as a bowhead whale? That is a very long hypothetical. You know? <laughs> what, a if you could design a body part to cool yourself off, what would it be? What would it look like? How would it function? Well, I'm guessing it's its penis. Thing. You, would <laughs> yeah. you would think oh, that. Oh, so I'm, there's a false teaser. I'm going to go one up on you. Yeah. Uh, imagine as well as just your regular penis, um, Carol. You also had <laughs> yes. Uh, you also had a rather penal-like organ that was hidden in your mouth. Ooh. So you swim with your mouth open, and uh, when needed, blood can rush to your hidden secret mouth penis, swell it, have a high surface area of blood vessels that are coming into contact with the cold water, and use that to lower your core temperature. Wow, you lost me at mouth penis. <laughs> <laughs> You gained me at my 
I, I know that when I'm warm, I like to blast my penis with cold water. Man, oh man. Oh, is that refreshing, right? Some people are like lemonade guys. Not me, man. No, no, no. Bucket of cold water right on the old penis. If I had a mouth penis, I'd eat a lot of popcorn just so I'd get that one little one stuck in the back of my mouth. Mm, 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 mm. I'd need a spittoon. I thought you would just fill your mouth with popcorn and then invite your date to reach in. And <laughs> that, that works too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. that old trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it'd just be a lot of popcorn in my life. <laughs> so, whale mouthcock. Um, yeah, that's basically the story. They've got a thing that cools them off. Well, why, but sense. why is it, is, is it a cock in other ways? Or it's, it's we're just, just calling it a mouth cock. It's just, it's a similar, it's, funnier? it's a similar organ to a penis in terms of it being this erectile tissue that can become engorged when blood rushes to it. And the purpose of it is solely to cool them off. So like they were wow. wondering how this animal stayed cool because it is, is so designed to retain it heat and live in this cold water. It is not cool to have a mouth cock. <laughs> Kids out there. You know what? Hey, fashions change. We don't know what might be in next yeah. year. Yeah. I, if I was a whale, I wouldn't want the Japanese finding out about my mouth. <laughs> although we're weirded out by it. They're we have to mouth- eat it. Yeah. <laughs> what powers do we gain? <laughs> that wasn't there. Yeah, Godzilla versus Mouth Cockra was inspired by. <laughs> Well, one of these guys getting God, uh, some he had radiation. one of the worst finishing moves in monster history. <laughs> <laughs> but they said they found this out because uh, they found one of them that uh, they dissected one that had recently died, and in spite of having died several hours earlier, the organ was still six to eight degrees Celsius warmer than the other surfaces of the whale's body. So it suggested that it shed heat that way, especially when it was engorged with warm blood. So that's how that thing works. If you guys are wondering about whale mouth penises, wonder no more. Now, the whale might have just swallowed screaming Jay Hawkins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going back to the Ian Hawkins line. Was there there a septal bone piercing? Like Jonah. How long was screaming Jay Hawkins in the mouth penis whale? There's a candelabra in his belly and a giant bedazzled piano. Did he have bedazzled no, pianos too? He opens the show, just a big whale's mouth opens. Cock <laughs> comes out, and out of that comes screaming Jay Hawkins. Wait, didn't he start his shows in a coffin? Wasn't that a yeah, thing? Yeah, He'd come yeah, out of a coffin. And then did he? He was kind of like a, a like a black horror Liberace kind of. Yeah, no. except the exact opposite. Of Liberace. <laughs> like, what would have happened to Liberace if that kind of sex could have caused? <laughs> Pregnancy. Right. Oh, there would be whole countries populated by them. It'd be like that uh, that island that they went to after the mutiny on the bounty, where everybody's oh, named yeah. after the Mel Gibson character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fletcher's. A Braveheart? <laughs> yes. They were all no, no, Riggs. Um, Riggs from Lethal <laughs> Weapon. They're all named that. <laughs> Fletcher Christian. They're all that's named Christian. One is that Pit Crazy Island, island <laughs> man. And one guy who's just. Supposed to get off. You really want to kill yourself? The boats, the boats coming the next day. I got one more day on this island. Get out of here! You guys can have your island. Are all the men called Fletcher Christian, and all the women are called Sugar Tits? (laughs) 
My favorite uh, part of the Mel Gibson tapes when they came out, and there's, I mean, it's just gold. It's five <laughs> hours of yeah, gold. Yeah, he should have a podcast. But at one point, he's yelling at her, and he says, You're a pain in my ass. You're a pain in my ass. Stop being that. <laughs> That's a deep cut my, from the Mel Gibson tapes. My whole life. The basement sessions. Stop being that. <laughs> So but, I used it in my wedding vows. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Yes. So uh, yeah, a little nice little end of that quote. The, le- the, the Reverend's just act. screaming, "Jay Hawkins." <laughs> <laughs> That's two babies There's just two babies. made. So many women were just in the front row going, yeah, I'll let him go bareback. <laughs> yeah. Right inside. Oh, I think he was just handing out turkey basters. <laughs> <laughs> also, a master ventriloquist, this YouTube video I found, he's got, I think he's. this is a precursor to Jeff Dunham, he's got like the Ahmed the Dead Terrorist puppet going along with him as he's singing. No. With the bone through his nose. Wow. The striking similarity between the two puppets. Yeah. <laughs> No, All of his children are just now thinking, if it's of any similarity, we will have to sue Jeff Dunham. <laughs> any money we can possibly get. Oh, my God. Matt, do you have another uh, very professional scientific well, I was story? Well, I was going to go for a different story, but this seems strangely appropriate given the tap we've taken. If you are, if you are following a screaming Jay Hawkins-type lifestyle... Um, here's something that might be useful to know. Uh, there's a possibility something in bee venom might kill HIV virus. The HIV virus. Um, there's something what in bee venom? Oh, yeah. bee venom. Okay. Man, whoever found that out had a really bad day, <laughs> and then a, like a kind of worse day, <laughs> and then a really good day. <laughs> it all happened in one picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking shuffling with the doctor's letter. Oh, what the hell is this guy? Ah, my neck! Leans up against a tree. (laughs) Yeah, I just kind of fell against the tree. Like, no way! (laughs) Oh, for hell! I'm swallowed up on my neck here. I got the AIDS. Yeah, you bees are lucky you're dying because you'd be dead anyway. You stick your little bricks in me. Well, if you'd said that in the first place, you probably wouldn't have AIDS. <laughs> um, so it turn out this is this, uh, researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis have demonstrated this toxin called. Um, uh, melatonin, which is found in bee venom, could destroy HIV by poking holes in the um, in the envelopes of our, surrounding the virus. Mm-hmm. Is this just the the news that you've got it, or <laughs> is that it about the envelope? <laughs> <laughs> if you never yeah. get it, then you don't yeah, have yeah, the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not like, telling people now. Yeah, it's like a writ. Oh, they like they got to serve it to you. I can't even believe we're using the U.S. mail for that information anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> No Saturday delivery, my ass. I'd like to know right now. <laughs> they shouldn't hire bees as process servers, though. They can get anywhere. Like, you don't have to like, have somebody come to your door with flowers and try and trick you. The bee just stings you, then you've been served, right? 
See, that's yeah, not going to come can, to yeah, the court. get the note into you. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, not yeah. the most comely. Of, <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a, a dog, a friendly dog is <laughs> probably better. Like, oh, what are you? Oh, look at What's you. in your mouth? Oh. Yeah. But aren't the bees disappearing anyway? So right as we find a use for them, they're out of here? Yeah. Well, they're dying of a very age-like uh, thing, too. There's B8s. There's B8s? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's something. From the 18? P8s, Barakas. Yeah. He always crawled along the ground. <laughs> he didn't like flying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here, uh, here's what they did. They, these nanoparticles, smaller than HIV, were infused with a B venom toxin. Um, a protective bumper was added to the nanoparticle surface, which let it bounce off normal cells, leaving them intact. Uh, normal cells are larger than HIV, so the nanoparticles target the HIV, which is so small it fits between the bumpers. Um, and then this melatonin, this, this toxin, fuses with a viral envelope, um, which forms little pore-like attack complexes and ruptures the envelope, stripping it of the virus. Well, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> well, it's just amazing how things come full circle, because I don't know if you guys uh, remember this, if you're old enough. In the 80s, you could get AIDS from mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, was but- that ever actually shown? Uh, no, no. But in high school, that's what we—that's what we were oh, okay, told right. that you could so get it from mosquitoes. Don't fuck the mosquitoes. And now <laughs> it's the only place it'll fit. <laughs> and now, now they're curing it, right? It's full circle. They used to give it to us. Now they're curing it. Right? Uh, well, insects in general. Well, unless you're the yeah. kid from my girl, and then you're just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be wor- that'd Still be horrible too soon. if you got Still too soon. If you had AIDS, but were cured by the bee stings, but died of anaphylactic shock. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's up, like, it's such like an up and down summer AIDS. for that kid. <laughs> um, so they're talking about... Um, <laughs> they the, won the Little League Championship. That was a high. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was yeah, a good yeah, part. Yeah. The AIDS, low. Low. Yeah, they're going to stop celebrating that hard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Coach McFeely. It was a big upset. <laughs> we really we want to get you something. Like, what can we do? You really coached us really well. Close the door. Uh, so here's what, Mr. They- Butterworth, <laughs> Coach, <laughs> Coach Buttermaker. <laughs> the really bad news bears. <laughs> the worst. News bears in the eighties, yeah. That was some bad news bears. Bad, bad news bears. Uh, there's no rating on this podcast, is there? <laughs> not anymore. Uh, so, um, so here's what they think they can do with this with this discovery. They think it could lead. I'm almost dreading reading out this bit of the story now. Uh, there, there, it could lead to the development of a vaginal gel to prevent the spread of HIV. Ooh, yeah. It tastes like honey. (laughs) Feels like a bee sting. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, maybe even an intravenous treatment to help those who are already infected. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, the the study was published on Thursday in the journal Antiviral Therapy. So check out your current copy of Antiviral Therapy and read up the full results. I I just look at the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Never read the articles. I didn't even know they had them. I don't know if you've covered this in your show already, but uh, in other AIDS-related topics, a mm-hmm. baby 
That, been that was one of our big stories last week. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. they found uh, the baby hope, in Mississippi. I'd hope that didn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's got if you're a science podcast. Oh well, yeah, and the baby got cured of AIDS, but we didn't get to that. <laughs> anyway, whale anyway, penises. New flavor of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was a that that was a huge story. So yeah, fight against yeah, AIDS. But did you hear about it? In uh, and this is a this is a, a moral quandary. I, I I when I saw that. Now there was a guy in Germany who uh, had AIDS, and then uh, the, he uh, also had leukemia. Uh, so uh, I guess he didn't go to a lot of casinos because he knew he wasn't a lucky chap. <laughs> but, uh, he uh, received um, yeah he bone got marrow transplant from someone who was naturally resistant to HIV, and he cured yeah it, it cured. That's the only other known case of someone with HIV. No longer having it. So here's the here, here's here's the moral. It's just a question. Would you rather be a guy who lost his arms in a farming accident, uh, uh, but won the lottery, or would you rather be the guy that the only guy who's ever been cured of AIDS? <laughs> I'd like to continue being me. Please. <laughs> Either way, you could get on Katie Couric's show. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm going formerly AIDS guy. I still have arms in this case, right? Yeah. I didn't lose my arms to the. But AIDS. you won the lottery, with, but you don't have arms. No arms. How how much completely? Like how complete right. arm losing are we talking? Yeah. And how did I get the AIDS? There's a lot of questions <laughs> in here. the same farming accident. That's <laughs> <laughs> a tough farm. <laughs> I think first and foremost, what are they raising? We got to shut farm? this farm down. <laughs> First thing, before anybody else has any moral dilemma, it appears it's... to be haunted. You know how you save money when you're buying a new thresher? The HIV positive ones you can get at like bargain basement prices. The threshers with low T cell counts. Yeah, like there's no pennies right on the dollar. Answer. Pennies there's, on the dollar. There's you guys. no right answer to the question. I'm I, glad I, this isn't a real thing. I'm glad there's AIDS? nobody out there with actual AIDS because this would be horrible. What? Yeah, I always wonder with those hypotheticals who's actually setting this question. Like, <laughs> would you rather have sex? With- <laughs> why? Why would I be in this situation? Why is happening? Like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, it just lead uh, me the, into the, it. The, the reason for it, and, and as you uh, wisely did, I think you you go for um, the curing of the uh, go for the healthy and bodily intact <laughs> person instead of the one who has money. Yeah, I'll go with the healthy. But bodily not everybody intact. would be like that. <laughs> who would? Pick- and that's what's wrong with socialism. <laughs> If you are a listener, Fucking Obama, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you are a listener, be sitting around with no arms, who would yeah, give up your arms for a million dollars? If you give up your arms for a million dollars, please yeah. write into the show uh, using your nose to type on well, your keyboard. How much? I guess. How I much are two robot arms? I think you just hire a guy who's really good at improv. <laughs> Stand behind you. <laughs> We're gonna play the arms game forever. Every day. Why does he always come into the room and ask for a suggestion? <laughs> no, we don't need an occupation. I won the lottery. We're doing the arms game again. Oh, shaving again? Okay. I need to eat. Like all he does all day is shave and then eat cream cakes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've got There's one more B story Which let's I think we should Let's pro- wow. no, no, do the A stories Come on Here's another B discovery uh, B scientists have been busy this week These ones are at Newcastle University in the UK And they've just uh, no, got no, 
these are bee scientists? Mm-hmm. Well, Whoa. The lab coats what are, what are the small. human scientists say? <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, the, uh, these are... Uh, they're usually making different versions of Cheerios, but today they're concentrating. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing bees would like better if they were scientists to make humans eat more honey. <laughs> oh, if we could just get these ass, these giant assholes to eat more of our baby food, maybe we wouldn't. We, maybe we could get a different strain of weird well, eggs from them. They're sick of these adorable bears hogging it all, man. <laughs> they just come around getting their face stuck in the jar. If bees had scientists, they would be working on nuclear missiles to kill to take us. Take out the bears. Oh, us, yeah. Us. All of us. Yeah. We have been nothing but dickheads to bees. <laughs> Wearing them on as beards. <laughs> That's the last. That was the final just, thing. Just wearing them as <laughs> Imagine how insulting it is for you as a species if another species wears you. <laughs> Not even your like your fur or anything. Just wears you. Yeah, like just, as a live thing. It's you're... just a facial appendage. You're just you're just there, just there to look good. Ugh. Damn hipsters. <laughs> I spent a week as a tie clip for, for a guy. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. Look at my wallet chain. It's made entirely of honeybees. Not very effective, but, but it hurts like a son of a bitch. My Except that bear. I haven't picked up a check in years. Yeah, people just no. We got it. Yeah, 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 we got it. I think they're sleeping. But don't anger them. Um. So, Geraldine Wright and her team in Newcastle have discovered that... Um, They've got our names? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have Christian names, too. <laughs> what the hell? Hey, so maybe God is right. Can't it just be Geraldine the Bee? Like, is there, <laughs> do we have to give her a last name? <laughs> a family crest? <laughs> um... She has discovered that plants uh, might be spiking their nectar with addictive drugs to lure insects into spreading their pollen. Uh, <laughs> Did she do this on poppies? <laughs> <laughs> she was eating a lot of flowers at the time. And um, her and her colleagues trained bees to associate a scent with a sugary reward. Um, bees given sugar water laced with caffeine were twice as likely to remember the scent and stick their tongues out in anticipation three days later and bees fed on sugar alone. Uh, and then they also looked at what happened in their brains when they were injected with a stimulant. The caffeine triggers changes in the neurons' ability to pass messages, uh, which are vital for learning smells. Um, and so they said that they, they uh, added, for the experiment, they, they added, added it to the sugary water, own. but they've also found out that small amounts of caffeine and other chemicals, such as nicotine, are present in the nectar of more than 100 plant species. Mm-hmm. Which uh, the plants often use because they taste nasty to deter predators. No, that's but they're also everybody suge- just has to smoke outside now. <laughs> Coffee, they're spitting it on the flowers, smoking all over them. Make those losers smoke inside again, then we wouldn't have this yeah, problem. We'd have a bees. nicer outside. Yeah, the yeah. bees wouldn't, you know, one last dagger in the heart of the bees. Now you got to fucking smell these idiots. Uh, but it turns out in, in larger doses it turns it puts off the bees the taste is too bitter too unpleasant but in just the right amount mm-hmm. 
they learn to develop a taste for it. <laughs> They're into it. So well, the bees like the like the Virginia Slims of, of flowers. Like this jelly and rice, she prefers like a low tar option. Socially, sort of a, they like yeah, a little yeah. Bit yeah. Of, mm-hmm. uh, a Parliament light, like uh, not, they don't want Marlboro Reds of of flowers. They want something that's got just no. They just want a, a little taste. bit of a taste. Like, Eventually, yeah. after the divorce, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can also make bees um, sniffer dogs. Yeah, and far more effective than uh than than the dogs are. They they're really quick. They take about an afternoon to train them. Yeah, it take like you know to train a sniffer dog takes ages, takes weeks. Wait, maybe they months. use bees to find drugs. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, they 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 um it's really it's really quick. They put the bee. They have the bees in this sort of container. Got it. Yeah, they don't just let them fly around. <laughs> this <laughs> is why Blind Melon used that little girl in the bee outfit right. to find drugs That's for their lead singer, right. who later and died of it all. Shannon Hoon. <laughs> Right? Blown it wide open. We're, we're through the looking glass here, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some Woodward and Bernstein shit. Solving the I think death sadly, of Shannon Hoon finally. Sadly, that woman, that little girl, used that bee suit to find her own drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's from last night. I think there's a documentary about her. About her? Yeah, the bee girl. Yeah. Uh, she, she went she to... Lost her I can't wait to find out what happened to her. I don't even give a shit about what happens to real bees. <laughs> <laughs> that bee girl's name, Geraldine Wright, professor at Newcastle University. <laughs> Good work, Geraldine. We're all proud of you. I knew you'd make something of yourself. Ah, that is one See? dog-eared costume. Yeah. <laughs> still wearing the outfit. <laughs> Geraldine, will you just let me wash it? <laughs> Wash what? I'm doing research, Mom. I told you. I'm a doctor now. <laughs> we have a I've science joined... story. Yes. Although oh, it's a more of a science, science fiction sci-fi. story. Ooh. Yeah, Glenn, you can tell it because you apparently speak for me now. <laughs> no, you tell it. No, you go on. You tell it louder. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in line for the plane in Toronto yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right in front of us is the uh, entire cast, except the bald one, of Star Trek Next Generation. Wow. And they're like right there. So the unsuccessful ones. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all standing. There's been like a comic. Convention, nice. or like a like a sci-fi Comic Con. Comic Con. It's what it's called. I don't know, That's amazing. Comic Con's in L.A., isn't it's it? Awesome. Toronto Comic Con. I googled. Oh, okay. It there are multiple. See if they were just on holiday. But oh no, it's since, in San Diego. Anyway. Since they were the first to get on the plane, like it's just a little touch of disappointment when you get down to the end, and it is a plane and not the right. Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> you see them all together. Uh, are like, they in their full uniform? No, no, they didn't have the not well, maybe under. <laughs> they had shivvies on. I don't know if they've been blasted back in time by the whales sure. and had to steal something. But um, so anyway, uh, we're standing, and then behind them is uh, Sean Aston Green. Oh. What? He's just Sean Astin. Wait, Sean Astin. Is Brian Aston Green and oh. there's yeah, Sean Astin. Brian Aston Green from, from a Sean Aston was probably there from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, from Rudy. But yeah. he's Rudy. And the yeah. Goonies. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy mm-hmm. from The Hobbit is there and he's standing with a woman. It's like a big lineup. And Data, can't nice. believe I remember Love that his dude. name. Buddy Brent fun. Spiner. That's right. He turns and uh, kind of looks... Uh, 
looks at them and goes, oh, Sean, is this your wife? And he goes, nope, been married for 20 years. Can't, can't, uh, I wouldn't know what to do with another one. <laughs> and, um, but this guy who's with Sean is uh, fucking yipping, 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 yipping. So they all go sit in first class, like all the famous people. And this guy that had been with Sean, the, the, the pretty young lady is sitting back in economy. And he's like two rows up and across the thing. And he's, he's barking at her like, you know who he is, right? You know, who the, you know who that is? And she's like, I don't really think I do. And he's, it looked to me like he was trying to like pull her. For like, like you know, I got you. Yeah, you know, he was in Goonies. Yeah, Google him, Google him. Like trying to this get is him. data trying to hook no, up. No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is a little sorry. helper guy. Oh, okay. right. And at that point, when he's listing all of his credits, trying to get this woman interested, I really just wanted to go. He was the retard in Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I whispered it to Carol. Yeah. But, uh, Do you think he was trying to pull the girl for, for Rudy or for... I think for himself. Or for himself. He was, he was like, using, using his famous as person conduit. as a... Yeah. yeah. I would like to think that Rudy has a trim coordinator, though. That he just travels with some guy. That just, you know, <laughs> yeah. and talks him up to broad say. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Know who that is? He some, reads the situation. He was, he was in which, Toy Soldiers. Right. <laughs> Depending on their age. Like, yeah. what, yeah. what they, what they think yeah. they'd be into. Out of respect for the cast, when they opened the cabin doors, did it sound like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the sound when the ladies uncrossed their legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're pretty old now. <laughs> They're not as young as they were. <laughs> like the hot one with the black curly hair. She's... She, no, no. Counselor no, Troy? No. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't even no. like Star she's, Trek. She's I also really people. loud and English. She's English, too. Really? Giving no, out no. to everyone. Anyone tried to get in front of her. No, love, I've been here. I'm from England. No one gets in front of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's called a queue. Get used to it. We love it. We love it in England. We love queues. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she actually said, I ain't backwards and going forwards. <laughs> I think she's what? auditioning for being Russell Brand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's seen it. I heard there's an opening. Yeah. Uh, that's the name of his next uh, special. <laughs> <laughs> so did did the guy by the end of the flight was the woman uh, successfully wooed? No. Oh, no, no she the was, guy uh, she could ignore him. She uh, was doing that. <laughs> I, I, it kind of struck me too that she might be the most famous one there, and we just don't know who she is because mm. she was like young, but like going to LA for some reason, and uh, you know, it would be funny. That that would be the best way. Because <laughs> well, yeah, know. when he was like Google him, Google him, and see, and she was like, oh my battery's just dying, and he went no Google it, and she went yeah, I, I guess I can see the resemblance, and he was like what. No, it totally is him. Why would he be in first class if it wasn't him? And it's obvious, like, Sean is hearing all this. This is yeah, very yeah, close to him. No, it is... was far enough back, I don't think. Uh, oh, okay. That's got to be uncomfortable. It was yeah. odd. No, I don't want to. I don't want to throw him under the bus. No, so he seemed like a nice man. He is man. married, and he, you know, this right. was none of his doing, but... Uh, there's some weird little guy with him. Like, some guy yeah, was trying to yeah. cash in on his past fames. He has a horny handler. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people past their prime, huh? That's uh, a good segue. Good segue. <laughs> wow. yeah. you, know, you know who this little guy used to work for, apparently? 
Who's that? Screaming Jay Hawk. Wow. <laughs> wow. So he's you. good. He's, he's good. He's really one good. of the best in the business. <laughs> yeah. But ever he's heard, not a ghost. Ever heard, rock? put a spell on you? The guy comes out of a coffin every night on stage. Yes. Bone through his yeah, nose. Yeah, but what other songs did he do? Put a spell on you, I said. Oh. He sings, he sings 25 years spell from now, you. Google it, whatever that means. If there's ever a thing called Googling. Have you seen Jeff Dunham? Future. He does a thing. <laughs> Anyway, get on it. No condoms. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no condoms on this yeah. ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign this. <laughs> sign this waiver. <laughs> Speaking of coffins, here is another time for the segue. Uh, mummies, it turns out, showed that ancient humans had heart trouble also. In case we uh, thought is that there heart anything disease, mothers can't do? <laughs> <laughs> we were once in a museum in Sydney. And gather yourself, dear. <laughs> we we were uh, in a yeah in the museum in Sydney, and there was a mummy on display. And a guy went up with his kid and went, "Look, it's a mummy." And the kid looked confused. And he went, "No, not like your mummy. This one was a real person." Is <laughs> 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 that like the worst phrasing wow. of it? Yeah. Yeah. Mummies look like they have heart trouble with how slow they move and everything. <laughs> Yeah. And they're always like, <laughs> you got to do some, some cardio. Constant you pain. Can't just, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't just walk around with your arms out all the time. I don't know what kind of workout that is. And I'm sure they had very strong hey, if soldiers. They're, if, if they're both up, they're all right. It's if only the, the right <laughs> one's up. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? The mummy yeah, stroke. Just walking in circles. Yeah. <laughs> They kind of uh, list to the left. Okay, so anyhow, so the way they found out that ancient humans also had problems with heart health was a study of 137 mummies from ancient Egypt, Peru, the Aleutian Islands, and Utah for some reason. They were mummies <laughs> in Utah. I don't know if these are Mormon oh, yeah, they mummies. They had a colony. They had a colony in Utah. Yeah. You know, the, the mummy the hell have the Mormons been up to? That was just yeah. some guy with a head wound. <laughs> That's not okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> some guy with a bandage on his head. <laughs> they just, it was just Halloween. They just got someone yeah. out of a party. Yeah. <laughs> it was just someone so, help. Okay, I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to keep this on track for some reason when it's a useless <laughs> endeavor. But, uh, yeah, so the study represent human populations dating from 3000 BC to the 20th century. So maybe that implies that 20th century mummies were from Utah. I don't know if Mormons embalm their dead more than others or something uh but they did this they used uh cat scans and found out that these um these mummies had calcified plaque in their artery walls most frequently in the aorta but also in the next carotid artery which hinted at arteriosclerosis a major cause of heart attack and the mummies came from populations of farmers and hunter-gatherers with different lifestyles so finding this in a range of pre-modern humans raises the possibility of a predisposition to, disposition to disease um, rather than our, I, I guess everyone kind of assumes that it's our modern lifestyle or diet that causes these problems. They Although it say, does also say in this article that yeah. that might it might also be lifestyle to extend because the ones who it was generally the rich ones who got mummified. So the people, the higher status, wealthy people would be the ones who got mummified, and the chances are they would be living a higher fat and more well, uh, sedentary also, lifestyle. I mean. Um, a lot of these wing nights go on at bars. They've been, they've been going on for centuries. <laughs> they were there they're, before they're the bars ancient. were. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Christmas actually came. It's an <laughs> extension of a wing night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nickel wing night in Jerusalem? Oh, well, that, that's be... how much a house costs. So <laughs> can you imagine how cheap wings were 
back when they didn't even and understand. You know money. the name of the bar they used to uh, to, to drink at? Pyramid Scheme is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ancient Egyptian bars, everybody. Oh, <laughs> King's Hut. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, I, I'm Mummy's dearest. <laughs> Come up with some. <laughs> the Aspen tit. <laughs> my the, my pun section of my brain just briefly turned off. I'm gonna have to sit this one out, you guys. But uh, <laughs> here's some words you guys can start with just to get things started. Cleopatra, uh, Nile, <laughs> desert. <laughs> Uh, manger. Have at it. Have at I've it. been working on a let my people go okay. one, and I okay. just cannot, yeah. cannot get ready. I had nachos. Let my nachos go. <laughs> that was the night. <laughs> Every Thursday's Red Sea night. Hey, ladies. Cut the dance floor right down the middle. <laughs> Unless drown those firstborn. <laughs> That was the dance at the time. (laughs) And you'll never be passed over on (laughs) wing night. (laughs) Wing night. Ah, so ancient mummies, heart disease. It's no good. It's no good, guys. Um, so yeah, basically yeah, this I means think. we're doomed. We we can't help to ha- change anything because we're this not is doomed. Bad. We're here, man. It's a gift. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's right. Yeah. A little positivity injected into the proceedings. Yeah, I like man. it. Yeah. Did we think, think that people end. didn't have heart disease before? Was there a reason for that? Well, I think it was. Was, was it, did people used to think that hearts worked fine? Well, there was a thought that it was that it was very lifestyle based and it was more of a modern affliction. Okay. Yeah, I think in general there's tons of things that are 20th century predicaments. I don't think cancer was as prevalent before the Industrial Revolution, was it? Well, or at least you would die from other stuff. But if you only live to be 30 anyway, that's part of the problem. Yeah, because the older you get, the more likely it is you'll have cancer at some point, and so the longer our life spans. Don't they say now that 70 is the new 30 (laughs) in comparison to back then, like where you're at when you're 30? Is no well, the other way around. Oh, when you're that. 70 is where people used to be when they were 30. That's just because the, we live uh, so much longer. Like skateboarding and stuff. Yeah, tampon <laughs> ads and all that. <laughs> and also, like they didn't, they didn't always write it down as a heart attack or cancer. Like that guy was the vapors. Uh, yeah, no. Well, that guy died of being old. Ate him. Or, yeah. You know. right, right. Well, the, the cancer deaths would like a lot of internal cancer deaths would just be mocked down as old age. Yeah, because they're not gonna. You know, they're, no, like, they're not gonna cut them open and find yeah. out. You know, unless it was really prevalent what that fucking thing on his neck was. <laughs> we better figure that look. out. Yeah, I want to have a look that at thing it. Comes out. <laughs> Stand put by a, with your put knife. Put a bee on it. <laughs> <laughs> See if that helps. Maybe it's just been centuries of just bee scientists <laughs> stinging anybody with any ailment, hoping eventually it cures something. My grandpa used to uh, use bee stings for his arthritis. Really? Well, take from, his mind off of it. It did. No, I'm he from, just uh, couldn't swat them away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how it started. I'll tell you how it ended. Grandpa with his hip out in the fucking field, waving it at a beehive. <laughs> how do you I hope that's what, what he was doing. Yeah, that was not related to the bees. Yeah. Was... He took his hip off? 
No, no, he'd, he'd pull his pants half down and <laughs> waggle it at a beehive. I think the bees had anything to do <laughs> just, just point at it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe a beehive. Made but he also did that to city buses. So <laughs> yeah. it was and just a thing that he would did. come out and kick him in his hip, and he said it helped his arthritis. Yeah, and the beehive was right next to the neighbor's house. So oh, yeah, 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 he, he used this beehive as a real catch-all excuse. <laughs> and he found one at the beach there. Did you, Grandpa? Yeah. He, he brought that beehive Sand everywhere. Bees. <laughs> Ocean sand bees. Uh, finest. Hey, if he had hips like this, you'd want to show him off, too. <laughs> Leading cause of death in Shakira's homeland, actually, is hip, <laughs> hip-related bee stings. I'm not lying. <laughs> I am incapable. Well, like her hips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a truth teller. I'm a truth teller. Is it true if you do the right kind of dance near those bees, it just tells them where to find nectar? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I have no ability to do a transition into this next story. Let's talk about rockets, you guys. Sure. Who's a fan of space? Ah, love it. Who's a fan of private corporations? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think they should really go to space first. They've done such a wonderful job here. Kicking ass down here. Yeah, let's send them up to space. Way to go, job creators. By the way, (laughs) does anybody here watch the show Enlightened? I've watched a bit of it, but then I got a bit bummed out by just she's just too embarrassing. It's a little, stop it's hard to watch, her. but it's so good. So no one, no one here is caught up on this show. And like, is that the one with uh, what's her face? Laura yeah, Laura Dern. It's a great yeah, show. It's it's a, I wish Park somebody League. here could talk to me about the season finale. No. Okay, oh, don't do that. No, we've we've, we've no been spoiler alert, man. No, okay. Yeah, we had to. We had to beep out Breaking Bad spoilers. What's that? Jeff Goldblum bursts in on a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I haven't seen the last Cheers, so (laughs) you guys could be cool. It was all a dream. What? A retarded kid's dream. I told you that it. Sorry, it was a snow globe. The whole. I get it. Saying elsewhere. No, Cheers. Sorry. Yes. Matt, what do you got? I'm sorry. It's my story. Yes. So SpaceX, uh, the private corporation that's been working on. Sending uh, some of them uh, spaceships up into space. <laughs> they, Where they go? <laughs> they space, right there. SpaceX is the name of it. Hey, coach, where are we sending the spaceships? Space, Johnson. Space. What? Since when did the villains in Johnny Quest get their own companies? <laughs> you know, SpaceX. We're going to be the first ones up there. It's a bunch of, it's like a skateboarding company that has like a space division. <laughs> Sean White. We're extreme. (laughs) This ain't your granddaddy's rocket ship. Give me the first person in space. Give me the first person to do a kickflip on the moon. (laughs) Those other companies are still trying to go to Pluto because it's not a planet. Anybody? Come on, guys. I'm working on advertising for SpaceX. SpaceX did a demo on Saturday, and they hovered their rocket ship uh, made by. well, that they made, they, they uh, shot it up 80 meters, which is not quite space, you guys. <laughs> but it's almost as high to be fair as a, as a hot air balloon we get. Yeah. <laughs> they hovered the rocket ship over a beehive, and now uh, their arthritis but it was, ain't so bad. It was twice as high as it went last time, so I guess it's sort of baby steps right. to yeah. space. Yeah. And then it just hovered and came straight back down again, which is kind of cool. I didn't think that they could make rockets hover like that. Yeah, I watched the video, uh, and it sort of it went vertically up and then landed back completely vertically on its base which is good I you know they did that yeah. that's like the way um, for, for our British uh, listeners any fans of the TV the kids TV show Button Moon oh yeah that's how that went about taking off yeah. and landing 
Uh, and if anybody knows who Mr. McFeely is, this is sort of similar to what happened when he would just gently <laughs> it's, you know what, it. slowly uh, work yeah. his way down, yeah. right back down again. It's, now, did, was there a human being? The shushing of the rocket, <laughs> <laughs> the ceremonial rocket bribery, or they'll take you from your mom. They, they did. <laughs> did did they have a human founder, being in it? There was no human being in this one. I don't believe. Or was there was there? no I'm human sure. being in Mr. <laughs> Feeling either, unless I was. Just an empty corporate shell. They said that fueling a Falcon 9 rocket costs a mere $200,000. They didn't say how much of that was hush money. Um, But uh, so large rockets like the Falcon 9 are built in sections called stages, which fall away as the fuel is spent. Um, So a new $60 million rocket has to be made for each trip to orbit. Um, their goal is to have the rocket stages fly back to the pad for reuse. Um, so I guess this was sort of a proof of concept of that part of it. I, is, how is how are they planning on monetizing this? I mean, do, are they going to charge people to go up there? Uh, SpaceX is that is their primary goal? Space tourism? I forgot, Matt. What was that? I don't. I don't know because there's, there's a few private space companies now. Is this? Yeah, I don't know Virgin. if SpaceX is the one that. For, I don't know if SpaceX is the one that Richard Branson's involved in or not. But I think they've got a few different. There's a few different projects. Some of them are manned. Uh, Man flight. Some of them are just putting satellites up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I, all I can say is I can't see how this could possibly go badly. Yeah, I just uh, you know corporate control of space. What what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I've seen RoboCop. I think, I think, I think they should call. Yeah, they great. should call it. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Get a lot of cameras <laughs> ready for the big <laughs> launch. Every great view of the future has a lot more corporate control and a lot more, like, technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money being the uh, driving mm-hmm. force behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and sort of technological autonomy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that lets the machines decide for themselves what's the best right? yeah. course of action. <laughs> I saw... The equation. Uh, what could go wrong? They're programmed to help us. <laughs> There's a code they have to live by. Right? As long as they don't ever view that maybe, like, our presence on Earth is polluting and it's best off without us. <laughs> That could what never happen. We've been the best thing that ever happened to this planet. Yeah, just man. us the bees. Exactly. And they Before don't us, talk. there was no TV. <laughs> right? Who would put on their Mike Tyson shows no. if they were just bears? Just be a bunch of bees running around curing everything. We don't need that. <laughs> I say go human, no ape. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Uh, I saw a thing on the plane yesterday. It, it was um, about robots, and a guy has made a very lifelike uh, robot of Philip K. Dick. Oh. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be dirtier, too, when I tuned in, but it's not. He's apparently some sort of fucking flabbergaster. I don't know what the hell he did. But... He is a flabbergaster. Yeah, man. Did it have a, didn't his, he has a beard, right, in his bald, I think? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I found the robot. This is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's a bald bearded oh. robot. Yeah, but Phil K. Dick, right? He looks kind of like Blade Runner. Survivor sure. winner Richard Hatch. <laughs> oh Jesus, it's real. It is realistic looking as well. I am. Man. I what does the robot do? Does the robot write books? Story up. It wouldn't be this one. I don't know who he was. <laughs> He just sort of that would be the weirdest made up story ever. Oh yeah, yeah. and just take yeah. well, it's not on Google. It's not allowed to be on Google. Right. It's the FBI did it. So uh, <laughs> I was it only came up on my my channel on the plane. I don't know. 
data told me to, and then this guy and, told me to Google. And as soon as we got off the plane, exploded. Yeah, 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 man. Gun. So everybody Gun. from Star Wars: The Next uh, Hibernation's <laughs> dead. <laughs> Why? Wow, you think I would have read about that? <laughs> I gave the government, you know, Obama. <laughs> is Sean Astin alive? His clone is. <laughs> But yeah, man, and the 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 the, the android or whatever he's called now, uh, he looks normal from the front, but he's got all these wires out of the back of his head, and he's he's hooked up to the internet, and he can actually answer questions, like, you know, probably if he's hooked up to the internet, probably a lot of it's about the Holocaust not happening. But, <laughs> <laughs> you want to really know what happened on nine eleven? Oh, somebody unplug him for fuck's no. sake. <laughs> And about busty milfs that want to have sex with you. It's mostly in your area. Talks about. In, your, in your area. Yeah. Interestingly, both busty films milfs near here. Yeah. Both films are called Loose Change for some reason. I don't know why. Why does this robot have a way to make my teeth whiter that dentists don't want me to know? Hey, Philip. Enough about the kittens. <laughs> my robot has all of his money tied up in a Nigerian prince right now. He just needs a few thousand dollars to. Philip K. Dick Android, excellent. Um, I forgot what story. Oh, the SpaceX robot or uh, robot. SpaceX space, spaceship. Oh, anyhow, so the name of this thing is the Grasshopper. It's a reusable rocket, um, and it stands ten stories tall. Takes off and then, like we said, just can lower itself back down, so it's reusable. Um, they started off launching at two and a half meters. Then... It stands ten stories tall? Yeah, it's a pretty big rocket. Wow. So I guess good. it only went up as session. high as it is tall, or not even, <laughs> not even that high. Um, so it, I guess it's like baby steps. So it could fight Godzilla. But how it could fight Godzilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it in could land. Um, it does, it, this bit is actually impressive. It did land right in the very center of the launch pad that it took off from. Not like it managed... fighting Godzilla. This no. is what you're impressed by. <laughs> Never the Godzilla bigger before. man walks away from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it did land. Did you know, Godzilla? When it was released in America, they cut all the uh, nuclear bomb stuff out of it. So had, he just came out of the ocean. Yeah, he for just no popped out of the sea one day. Right. <laughs> Yeah, apparently that's what it's like over there. <laughs> Good thing we nuked big, them. Big giant things just come out of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I heard tell yeah. of something like that. Tokyo Rose, I think, yeah, said something right. about that. So, yeah. It's a sushi or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, I think yeah, they call it. Yeah, thumped them so hard, all they eat is raw fish now. Then they just they put on diapers and run into each other. Yeah. That's what they do yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah, they're not so right. they do. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that that's was, uh, propaganda was a lot easier back then. <laughs> well, the pamphlet the government dropped off at the house says. <laughs> this is new documentary, uh, to the, Mothra? Yeah. <laughs> to the day he died, my grandpa called him the Japs. And just parents, didn't even didn't even think too. of that as like a, a derogatory term. I don't he would talk it, uh, about his Jap neighbors. It wasn't though uh, before the war. It but was also, Jap, uh, it was, he went to war against them. It was yes. a derogatory term because we were at war with the country. I understand that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was the equal opportunity with the racism against anybody who was an Axis power though? I mean, no, because his wife was German. For oh, Christ's okay. sake, what's he going to do? He married a Kraut? Come on, <laughs> yeah, I know. A, yeah, yeah. She spoke lovingly of them. <laughs> 
I always got along. <laughs> I always felt sorry for the Japanese because... Um, we murdered a lot of them? <laughs> well, no, because uh, the Germans gave up and then all the scientists went to America. You'd think, okay, we're losing here. Send these chaps over to Japan and we can win this thing. Nope! Go to America! Thanks, helpers! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are really, really great team there. <laughs> Thank you for all that. Oh, now where's Hiroshima? I didn't even realize that was part of the timeline of... of, of there, was a, there was a brain drain into the U.S. from Germany? Uh, yeah. They, well, that's uh, who built the bomb, right? That was, but I didn't, uh, think, I didn't realize they were recent immigrants. I thought it was pre-war. They were during the war immigrants. Oh, wow. Uh, my, my, I'm not great on history, but I think it was Sigmund Freud... Right, that uh, built the bomb. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly yeah, it. Right? Sure. And it was a particular well, shape as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to please his mother. Yeah, he, did, he was right? trying to kill his dad with it. <laughs> David Hasselhoff was involved somehow, mm-hmm. wasn't he? He must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was a decoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, what do you want to talk about next? There's that, there is a story that I just came across. I'm not even sure if it's recent, but it's sort of interesting. And uh, uh, if, you're, if you're a sort of... We can do that one as a, as a final story. Have we got- sure. Yeah. Um, actually, do I still have it open even? I don't. I've got this story here. Um, so this is, this is from SF Gate. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know who did uh, work by Cornell University psychologist David Dunning and then colleague, colleague Justin Kruger uh, suggest that America is incapable of picking the best leaders uh, because the citizens... citizens uh, I'm about to say... Uh, <laughs> I'm proving the point and extending it not just to Americans. Uh, citizenry is the word I was trying to say there. Is too dumb to pick the best leaders, according to this study. I don't think that's what the study actually said verbatim. And uh, I think it wasn't even limited to, to. It had nothing to do with America as much as just if you take a population that has a regular that has a lot of American distribution in it. of intelligence, <laughs> yeah, or watches a lot of American television, <laughs> right, yeah, it has yeah. anything to do with America. If you just have like a regular distribution along a bell curve of intelligence, and you're using those people to How? elect leaders based on their own assumptions of someone's competence. People's inability to recognize their own incompetence and incompetent people's inability to recognize competence in others means you're never going to elect the most competent people. I will mm-hmm. believe this man's uh, research if I can see how, uh, how wide his eyes get when he says Obama. Yeah. Well, that's the, thing, like, the wider know, it is, the less it's like, okay, you're this just. This is the thing, like. Obama! <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not even a real election because the people's just too dumb. Right. Pick a right, a right. Wink, this is wink. kind of my problem with this story. Is that, like, I, I get, I get the basic. Like, there's a been, a, there's been a lot of studies on people's perception of their ability, and it, it's a commonly known thing that everyone, that most people perceive themselves to be above average in most categories, which this, is, a, which right. is a mathematical impossibility. You know, right. there must be the same number of people above and below average, or uh, same proportion of people. And, so, and that thing, that that is called the Dunning Kruger effect, and those are the two scientists working on this most recent thing. Freddy those are the ones that Kruger. developed this, the Freddy Krueger effect. The, the, yeah, that's uh, exactly Dunning what it's based Kruger. on. Your inability uh, to discern monsters from dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, Let me sleep on this. <laughs> Uh, but th- this article in SF Gate, mate, yeah, like it, it rings a whole load of alarm bells. Uh, it's sort of talking about like maybe there should be an IQ test before you're allowed to vote, which right. I think was it's tried by Jim Crow back in the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or similar yeah. practices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was a lot of German history and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is hysteric. That yeah, basically the stuff that he's talking about is the stuff the South did. That then we had to pass the Voting Rights Act. 
for them not to do. Oh, so apparently we had it right. We the South had it right in the 1950s. Oh, right. We just had no idea. Yeah, they were so far ahead of their game. Anytime I'm at odds of what to do, I just sort of look out, look at Southern policy right. in the 50s. What would, George Wa- <laughs> what would George Wallace do? I yeah. say that all the time. Yeah, man, that's what this little um, this little is that what the tattoo plan. is? <laughs> Been WWGWD. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. Well, they did. A, they did a study, or they did like a sort of a mathematical modeling of an election where they um, had a, a you know Gaussian distribution of of of, an, of ability, and um, I guess assigned people an inability to. Let me read the exact wording. Um, in their mathematical modeling election, he assumed that voters' own leadership skills were distributed on a bell curve. Some were really good leaders, some really bad, but most were mediocre. And that each voter was incapable of recognizing the leadership skills of a political candidate as being better than his or her own. And when such an election was simulated, candidates whose leadership skills were only slightly better than average always won. So you're not going to get the best of the best if it is true that people are incapable of, A, recognizing their own uh, lack of ability and incapable of recognizing greater ability in others. So if people are well, so dumb they don't know how dumb they are no, or don't even realize how smart other people there's are. There's a hundred things we're leaving out of this equation, though. We're leaving out the entire election process of we're not choosing of the best of the best anyway, and also who the hell is deciding that. It's, this, uh, this, this kind of shit makes me so mad. It's, okay, well, I don't okay, mind I'll go back to actual studies. billions of fucking dollars to find out that bee stings help us. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with finding out that mummies had heart disease. I don't give a shit. But don't tell me that, oh, I can figure out a way that we're going to elect the best goddamn people because you have to change the entire society as we know it. It's never been the best people. It's never going to be the best people ever. We're going to be led by whoever the richest guy is. That And another thing. These kids in their with their low pants and the loud music. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, maybe why I, couldn't I have done comedy in the eighties? <laughs> maybe society, you know, just doesn't produce a person every four years that can do it. And they, sometimes you just need a holding pattern until we got somebody that's going to come in and really shake it up and. You know? But someone who's going to shake it up and has great ideas, those ideas aren't going to be recognized by enough people for them to ever get elected. Well, Perhaps. Even if they are great ideas, half of the people aren't going to think they're great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but there are certain ideas that would objectively be better than others but and would benefit more people. But if people aren't even smart enough to But isn't this proving that? their point in, in just, you know, everybody thinks they're above average. So if you see an idiot leading, you go, oh, they've skipped over some real smart guy. Maybe that is the leader of the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that dumb guy is the best we got. Nah, <laughs> that's that's the our guy. Yeah, and it's a way of telling ourselves, no, it's a, we're, we're way smarter. There's a bunch of other people out there that could be doing a way better job. No. <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> right? Do you know one person you'd like to see as president of the United States? Like, if that only that guy. If that I guy was that in there, we'd have something. That coming <laughs> over here, Gus the farting dog, I think. I hope Don't it's Gus because we, we, we had Mexican <laughs> for lunch. So. Yeah, you might. That's a good question, though. I can't. If you asked yeah. any of your friends, who would be, who was your ideal? Anybody yeah. you've ever known in your life, or even you'd heard like of. to see them yeah. be president of the United States. Is it going to be better than we got? I don't know. Could I get them assassinated? Could I get someone I really don't like make them president <laughs> yeah. and then get them assassinated? 
Because I can think of a whole bunch. <laughs> or just pick somebody you know so you can hang out at the White House. No, I don't know. Well, most people, house. <laughs> yeah. I would, I I would they have say a bouncy house. Probably a bouncy White House. <laughs> most most people would make a snide answer. Frank Zappa, mm, you know, fun, yeah. you know, nobody would ever. I don't think you'd ever find somebody actually answer that question. Yeah. Well, you the, you wouldn't find someone who would give you a straightforward who has who has an idea in their head of someone they actually think would be good, or there's nobody you think would be good. Yeah, I think one thing that has to, has to change with politics is the uh, ridiculous um, yardstick we hold them up to. You know, like oh, this guy can't be president, or this woman right. couldn't be. They cheated on their spouse, or right. they no, they're completely incompetent at their job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure which side Augie's on. Yeah. It's just no, angry I, old Augie. Does anybody at this table want to be president of the United States? You guys can't, but if you could, if I, you could, I can't think of anything worse than being in that no, that kind job. of position. Worst right. job, yeah, yeah, yeah terrible yeah. job. Yeah, I I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't even want you to host want, the Oscars. Carol? No, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should combine the two. And maybe that's what Michelle Obama was up to. <laughs> She's planting the seed for next year. Well, it was like when they said when the Tonight Show job was sort of up in the air. Uh, they said, oh, every comic wants to host the Tonight Show. I don't want to fucking host the Tonight Show. I never wanted to host the Tonight Show. That was never my goal ever in the history yeah. of comedy. And every kid wants to grow up and be president. I don't want to be president of the fucking United States. I don't want to be president of anything. Did you want to be an astronaut? I don't even want to be in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no, never I, wanted to be an astronaut. I did want to be an astronaut. Did you really? I wanted to be an astronaut You could well. be an astronaut. Well, I don't want to now. It was past tense before but you the do realities look, of the but situation. But you do look like, an, like, you look like a 50s astronaut. Oh, well, we had this do. conversation yeah. before, you do. me Bad and Matt, but this is, this is the other thing. Astronauts have changed... And now it's not these ex hard ex marine hard drinking guys just sending all these eggheads up into space. Fucking Obama, right? It's fucking Obama. <laughs> Obama. Yeah. I want to send these crazy guys up to space again too. Just you want some we... astro nuts? Yeah, man. <laughs> just in case we meet a bit of a tasty alien, he's gonna take a, take a shot. Yeah. I want some I, dude I want named Kurt. Buzz going. What? You gonna come down here? Well, we're gonna stay up here for a bit too, Mister Fucking Four Eyes. I didn't have the temerity to show up here green. Maybe when I give you a right-handed haymaker to your tentacle, that'll I can yeah. straighten you out. They're gonna alien. hear you crying in space. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it was. You know like- who they can hear scream in space? <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know when you send him up to start a Mars colony, he's going to populate it. Give him two weeks. Two weeks, that place will be full. Yeah. With unloved alien babies. (laughs) Uh, What exactly are the child support laws in, like... (laughs) He knows, he's checked it out. He's like, so, if I move to Mars. They got to be better than they are here. I don't don't know what they are, but they got to be better than they are. I I inherited a phone number when I came to the U.S. from from a bad, from a negligent father. That's oh, so every man. every every three months I get a robocall telling me that I'm behind on child support payments. And that phone number was the only thing anybody ever got from him. <laughs> that <was the> <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all he could give to you was this phone number, son. And when he died, all he left me was a phone number. <laughs> Nobody wants yeah. that. 
Papa was going well, next time. And the cats yeah. and the crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I am not him. But yes, I will show up and sing. I'll put a spell on you. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of interview requests. <laughs> Tell him he's dead. <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins. That's the right. guy's calling it. I got, I got it. Yeah, I, think, I think it's safe to say this this podcast has more mentions of Screaming Jay Hawkins than any podcast coming out this week. Yeah, even I the Screaming Jay Hawkins yeah, even, podcast. Even the SJH hour. Streaming Jay Hawkast. Yeah. Streaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> it's just like all of his kids gather around like one massive microphone. <laughs> Somebody's got to be putting this together as a reality TV show. Yeah. Well, the only reason they found each other is one of them set up a website, and that's how they all went, like found. Because obviously, I guess their mothers would go, "Well, I think your dad's screaming Jay Hawkins," <laughs> so they'd go Google him, and then they find a website going, "Are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's how they've calculated. Set this website it is watching it climb like a retweet, going seventy six, <laughs> and instead of just having a couple to give of favorites. Them- Instead of having to give him all the DNA samples, he just has his DNA code just posted on the website. You can just hold it up next if to you it. can match it, it matches. Now, any reality TV show producers listening, you gather together all of his children, mm-hmm. put them Sadly. in a house together. They have they have to form a uh, it's a touring British soccer team together, kicking and screaming. That's, that's your show. There's your that's show. more than that's a league. That. <laughs> Three hundred years from now, they're going to be looking back at Screaming Jay Hawkins like Genghis Khan. Ninety <laughs> percent of the human populace has Screaming Jay Hawkins DNA, and it's, it's all going to get convoluted. The story, like, no, they worshipped him. As he would rise from the coffin, he would mighty. There'll leader. be country clubs where you have to have Hawkins blood in you in order to get it. He came over with the original Hawkins. <laughs> Like Mayflower. <laughs> that seems as good a point as any to wrap things up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you to our guests. Um, what if, uh, stuff coming up that we should know about? Uh, Augie Smith on Twitter at Augie Smith A U G G I E. I have a uh, podcast of my own called Motivationally Speaking. Our second, which came out uh, recently, was had Mr. Glenn Wall on it. Yeah, man. Uh, and Glenn, where where are you? So you're uh, at Glenn Wall on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what have I... Oh, Acumel, put that in there. I'm going to a comedy festival in Mexico. Oh, oh yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. They have comedy festivals in Mexico? Yeah, man, you should come. It's Schlizzle All right, yeah, from Stand Up Records. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. It's like free, but um, it's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? Is, is anything coming out? Mm-hmm. Well, Carol, you're gonna, you're both going to be at the Edinburgh Festival, right? Doing your shows. Yes. So, if we got any uh, British listeners or anyone who's going to be visiting the Edinburgh Fringe this year, go and see Glenwell and Lady Carol. Do you know which venues you're going to be in yet? Uh, yeah, I'm in the one I did two years ago, the Assembly uh, Lecture Hall. Three. Assembly Lecture Hall. Oh no, and uh, Carol. I'm in the stand. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and my DVD just got nominated for a Chortle Award. So. Um, oh yeah, and so you go vote for that. Please. Go yeah. to yeah. yeah. for that. The best, is, best is DVD. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, yeah. That's good. I am up against Stuart Lee and Louis C.K. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Like so I Jay need all the votes. Let's push him to become a respectable third. <laughs> <laughs> 
so and, and as always, uh, any comments, corrections, clarifications, uh, tweet us at probably science or email probably science at gmail.com. Please. And uh, if you didn't find any scientific incongruities in that, then <laughs> you, you don't like science. So, yeah, please do email. Uh, please also uh, subscribe to our uh podcast and give us nice ratings on itunes and write nice comments because it helps other people find us tell your friends uh tune in next week again um andy bridgetown festival bridgetown comedy festival is coming up in uh six weeks april 18th to the 21st and by the time this comes out tickets will almost be on sale i think one more day you can (laughs) wait and then you can go to bridgetowncomedy.com to buy your tickets Cool, I'll be there for that. Don't sure. camp out. Just, and actually, we might be go. doing a live Probably Science. I think, yeah, we should yeah, do a live Probably Science there as well. I'm, I, maybe we shouldn't even tip. The, yeah, let's tip. Let's, let's, uh, let's say it now so we have to do it. So we're going to be doing a live Probably Science at Bridgetown. What I was going to say also is that we haven't announced the lineup, but we'll give our listeners... With your guest, Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Manjo is going to Steve Martin. <laughs> show up. It's a pretty common name. There's yeah, a lot of Steve. Yeah. There's a little Martin. Yeah, a fairly... You know, after years of prank phone calls, I thought I'd left this behind. <laughs> you know, his career's not on the upswing. I actually don't mind doing this now. I don't get a lot of calls anymore. <laughs> did they get Brian, Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray? Murray? Yeah. yeah, they did. Jinx. That's that was a perfect there. Brian Doyle Murray. That was Murray. Brian Doyle. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a guy named Steve Martin who lives in Portland. Sounds like Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> That's the name of my he, podcast. He knows a lot about science. <laughs> let's, tip a, let's tip a guest or two. We're going to have Robert Popper and Peter Serafinowicz at the festival, creators of Look Around You, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe we can get them on the podcast. That would be we should ask. incredible. Uh, but yeah, go, and, go to the festival, go and see them. I think I'm doing a couple of college gigs somewhere near... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere near Boston. Ladies. Somewhere... <laughs> Yeah. So just get go to that, college. Uh, yeah, yeah, get that faulty phone number yeah. ranked up. No, there's nobody here that owes any child support. Yeah. That's Brian Doyle Murray. Maybe. So listen, email, come and find our gigs. Uh, go and see Carol and Glenn's shows in Edinburgh. Uh, listen to Augie's podcast. Listen to our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Till next week. Bye.